One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think Saturday is officially wrestling day here on Ups and Downs. I've already talked about this on AEW Rampage, which in case you haven't seen it, yes, my voice is gone. Yes, I have a mark on my head in my downtime, ironically. I am a professional wrestler myself. And last night, I had my ass kicked. I don't want to talk about it. What I do want to talk about is WWE SmackDown because, of course, this was the go-home show for SummerSlam. So there was a lot of answers to questions we needed, but did we get them? Or did as ever WWE say, ha, 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 we're not going to tell you nothing. We find out by taking the finger of power and uppings those SmackDowns. So really, wrestling was just awesome on this Friday night because SmackDown did start with Edge who came to the ring and he had gone, I think I need to cut a really good promo in order to get people super pumped for my match against Seth Rollins. And my word, did he achieve that up. Fans went potty for him again, so he just comes across like a super duper megastar and he was sitting down for this promo. So I was like, oh my gosh, he's sitting down. He is definitely going to be serious. And he did get real here too when he started talking about Seth Rollins and what he had tried to do to him in 2014 because yes, really, within the realms of kayfabe, Seth had tried to kill him. And if Edge had have been killed, he was like, well, what happened to my wife? What would happen to my children? What would have happened to my family? All of this has now manifested itself in my brain and Seth Rollins, you have taken me to a dark place and I have a black heart. I then did giggle a little bit because Edge say on this day I see clearly and I, Simon Miller, will always laugh if you reference your entrance music during a promo, but it was still pretty good because honestly, Edge was delivering this with so much intensity, even I started to feel a little bit worried. Come Sunday though, he's not just going to humble Seth Rollins, he's not just going to break Seth Rollins, but he's going to burn him down. And while that was a little bit cheesy, he delivered it so well, I popped. So this was just an absolute great promo. They set the table. And if they don't have the best match on that pay-per-view, then you can colour me surprised. I don't know what colour that would be. I'll let you choose. Rey Mysterio was then upset with his boy again. And honestly, poor Dominic, he cannot get a break. He was very confident that Daddy would beat Jay Mysterio later on, but Rey was like, would you just calm down? You have to take every single match as it comes. Although I will say, I have been very harsh on you lately. I'm sorry. Let's hug like family. They didn't do that, but in my head, well, I've just got a weird brain. It still feels like one of them is going to turn on the other, but I just can't see that. I mean, you couldn't make Rey Mysterio the bad guy. This is just how I'm interpreting the situation. 
but we're going to have to wait and see. And it didn't mean we went straight into Jey Uso versus Rey Mysterio. So yes, we do have to make the point that my word is SmackDown also turning into Groundhog Day. I mean, how many times have we seen this and why the hell did we need to see it again, even if they do have a tag team match on SummerSlam? The caveat, as usual, is that Rey Mysterio is one of the best ever. Jey Uso is just brilliant, so they had a really good match. So what am I meant to do? All we really do need to discuss is the ending, though, because Dominic did cost his dad. So now I'm a little bit worried what's going to happen when they get in. Because it seemed like the older Mysterio had had the match won, even though he'd missed the 619 as he rolled Jey Uso up. And much like Dominic has been doing, he put his feet in the ring to try to assist. But this time, the referee saw him, so I was like... How dare you come into my house and disrespect me this way? You get your feet off the table. That meant there was this huge smoz on the outside, though, that basically distracted Ray. He got twonked in the face, and then Jay Uso hit him with a splash and pinned him for the one, two, threes. <laughs> there was no two ways about it. Dominic had just caused his dad the match. Still, I do like this story, even though I have absolutely no idea how it ends. I also count this as a distraction. You may not, but you're not in charge of the board. Bring it down. You ready for this? <laughs> 93. 93. I mean, it's actually quite impressive we got that high. Was that Groundhog Day again, as well as WWE's obsessions with screwy finishes? But this one also didn't make any sense. Because even though Kevin Owens had whipped Baron Corbin's ass last week, once again, we were doing Baron Corbin versus Kevin Owens. And I was like, wait, why isn't Baron doing something with Big E? Because, of course, recently he stole Big E's Money in the Bank briefcase. This one was a little bit confusing, which really disappointed me because Baron Corbin is still killing it. And Kevin Owens, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. What really got me, though, is the fact that it ended in a DQ. And I was having a great time at first because the crowd were chanting at Baron, you're still broke. So I started to laugh. But then, yes, after a few minutes, out came Big E. He wanted to get his Money in the Bank briefcase back, as you would. They got into a scuffle. The referee saw this. So it was a disqualification. I mean, this was also the exact same thing Baron Corbin was doing with Shinsuke Nakamura when it came to his crown. Because even though Big E did get his property back, Baron Corbin just hit him in the back and he ran away with it again. So while I was sports entertained by that bit, everything else felt like we'd just taken a script from three weeks ago and gone copy, paste, copy, paste. Let's all go to the pub. No pub, write something new down. Also, we have to bring down the DQ board, which is up to 47. And while that's nowhere near the distraction counter, it is still very, very silly. Bianca Belair then cut a really good promo. You know the deal, she's a great baby face and she knows how to get you all fired up. But later on, she is gonna take on both Carmella and Zelina Vega in separate matches. And that was a bit like, I don't know whether we need to see that. But the real worry is that there's rumors out there that Sasha Banks isn't going to be cleared to work SummerSlam and we didn't see her throughout the night. So yeah, this one may not be happening. Right, okay, look, quick point. Next up, we had Knox and Shotzi taking on Tamina and Natalia. Now this was all fine, because obviously Natalia got injured and she's back, so that was awesome to see. And it was also great that WWE hadn't forgotten they were feuding. But this somehow was a number one contender match, even though Knox and Shotzi have beat Tamina, wait, hello, there's nobody meaner, and Natalia over and over and over again. So there is no way to justify this. I'm a geek WWE. I don't forget I have a nerd memory. So you get it down. It's also a shame that it only went three minutes, but at least once again, we did the right thing because we got to the end of the match and Natalia was hit with, wait for it, the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, meaning the tag team champions did lose. And finally, I guess maybe even at SummerSlam, we could do Knox and Shotzi versus Tamina and Natalia for those belts. 
I don't know about you, but I'd actually change them. The commentary team also made this difficult because they were acting like, oh my gosh, what a huge surprise. I was like, dudes, this has happened on multiple occasions. What are you talking about? But look, the right people won, and when the right people win, I'm giving it up. Sadly though, when we do ask the question, well, was Tamina Mina this week? The answer is no, because she lost the match. So once again, Tamina, nah. I'm going to lose my job. Seth Rollins was then out to address the fact that earlier on, Edge had basically said, I'm going to murder him. And I thought he was absolutely tremendous here. He getting it up. Seth looked like a clown as he was walking to the ring, which is always very nice. And he absolutely smashed it out the park to begin with because the fans started going, we want Edge. We want Edge. So Seth went, you've seen Edge. Now you've got me. Deal with it. This meant he got all the booze thrown his way, but he didn't care about this because he wanted to make it very clear that he thinks every single fan around the world is a massive idiot. But also, nice and simply, he is better than Edge and he will prove that at SummerSlam. At that moment though, the Brood theme started to play. So I started having a great time because the Brood theme is an absolute all-timer. And Crazy Edge came on the big screen looking like it was 1998 again. And then this is the reason that Seth Rollins was wearing just a white suit. Edge gave him a bloodbath, meaning the red stuff fell from the ceiling. And this was actually a tremendous visual. So yeah, it looked absolutely awesome. This was a great way to hit my nostalgia gland and get me even more excited for this match. And I know I've said it once, but I'll say it twice. I'll even say it thrice. They have put themselves in just the best position to have the match of the night in around about 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 hours. And I am here for it. And that's all you got to do. You just got to plant the seed and let it grow. And now I feel like we can hug a tree. Otis then defeated Montez Ford. And I actually said... Why? I don't know why this feud started. I don't know why this feud is going on. And while I think all four guys are really talented, they are just being treated like background fodder. And that is not the way to do it. We need more tag teams, not making, not a joke, but not making silliness of the ones we do have so down. And I always just beat him up and won too. I mean, Montez Ford got some stuff in there, but mostly it was like hitting a brick wall. So I always went, all right. He gave him the Vader bomb, one, two, three, and that was that. I mean, this was kind of literally just there. And that just makes this really stupid because there's so much more that we could do, you know, like give them a reason to be fighting in the first place. I don't get it. And then we did the same thing again. And I was like, what the hell happened to SmackDown? Down. Because it was Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs versus Apollo Crews in Commander Aziz. And while this is a slight variation of obviously what we did last week, it just feels like somebody in the back has gone, I don't like Apollo Crews anymore. So why don't we move him out to pasture? And we shouldn't do that. Apollo Crews is really, really good. But he didn't get any kind of an entrance here. And once again, in around about two and a half, three minutes, Rick Booze just hit the former Intercontinental Champion with a slam and he pinned him for the one, two, three. Now look, I love Rick Booze. And at one point he was playing Apollo Crews' leg like it was a guitar and I laughed, but he hasn't done much of anything in the ring. And here we were just beating Apollo. And he didn't get an entrance. I mean, what the flub is going on? I'm also worried about the Intercontinental title again because WWE just doesn't seem to focus on it at all. I hope with this one that I'm just completely wrong. It was then time for our back-to-back Bianca Belair matches and thankfully she just got in the ring and she beat both Carmella and Zelina Vega with the KOD. And I suppose Zelina Vega could have an excuse. She's like, oh man, I was fighting M. Bison last week. But this was like, okay, but at least we did what we should have done. Bianca just feels like the greatest champion maybe in all of WWE at the moment. So up. And there was a little bit of, oh no, what's going to happen? Because Carmella jumped Bianca Belair as soon as she was finished her match with Zelina Vega. 
but this was kind of effortless, which does beg the question, if we are about to do a group with Sasha Banks, Carmella and Zelina Vega, do they have any power now? The answer is no, but I would much rather that than Bianca Belair losing. So this was all fine. All this did mean that our go home segment was gonna be a face to face between Roman Reigns and John Cena. And they have just done a tremendous job with this. It feels like a big time match happening on a big time show. Roman was showered booze, which is always good because it just defines their roles so well. And he was pretty pissed off at first because he was like, last week, Johnny boy, you just thought it'd be easy to beat me. But let me ask everybody a question. When the hell was the last time I was defeated? And he turned to Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman basically said, well, this version of you, Roman Reigns, has never been defeated and maybe we should remember that. And I love that, this version of Roman Reigns, like you've unlocked him in a game and you've got his alternative attire. John then took this up a notch by stating that a month ago, nobody thought he was going to win the Universal title because everybody knew he was going away to film a movie. But that doesn't mean nothing. And come SummerSlam, he is going to be the champ. Now, look, I love inside baseball talk because once again, I am a massive nerd. But this was basically him saying, Nobody thought I would be victorious in this match because I have obligations elsewhere and the booker wasn't going to write me in. Cena then became my favourite person in the world because he basically said to Roman Reigns, well, what are you going to do when I use a distraction finish to beat you and then take the title and run away till WrestleMania or the Brock Lesnar effect? And honestly, I was chuckling away at this because it just felt like John Cena watched the show and went, well, distractions always work. Why don't I just do that? Exactly. Roman shrugged this off again and insinuated that he has been destroying opponents so bad, WWE doesn't even know what to do with them because they're just a shell of their former selves. And then he turned into a kid. He's like, oh, John Cena with your Hollywood movies. Well, I could go to Hollywood and I could be in movies. And I was like, sure you could, Roman, sure you could. And then did feel like we ruined things just a little bit because Roman wanted to raise the stakes as it is going to be in Las Vegas and extended his hand and said okay why don't we do this if I lose at SummerSlam or I don't walk away as the champion I will leave WWE forever so now I 100% know that Roman Reigns is going to win because Roman Reigns ain't leaving WWE forever so I wouldn't have done that but whatever because WWE is going to WWE which they absolutely did to finish this in my word I swear I was just losing my mind because Roman Reigns tried to attack John Cena, but Cena, oh, this is the best, reversed it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, and got a visual pin on Roman as Reigns sat there and just basically melted down as a human because he couldn't believe what happened. So that's it. WWE knows, John Cena knows, now Roman Reigns knows. This is officially the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And nobody can ever take that away from me. See, believe in your dreams. Cena celebrated as this went off air and this just ticked every single box it had to tick. Like I've already said, it feels like a main event you should be excited about. And I definitely am excited. I do have to point out one of the reasons for this is because they're allowed to say whatever they want. And the whole roster should be allowed to do this as well. Wouldn't we be so lucky? And given the go-home show overall, it could have been a little bit better in areas, but it certainly hit where it needed to hit. Overall, I'm giving it up. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.